Okay, here we go. You see here, kid? You gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. Alright guys, welcome back to another Kicking It With KJ in the studio. It's been a minute since we've did an actual interview in person. Uh, some of them, most of them actually lately have been uh, via telephone, but I'm honored to have my buddy KC in here. We're going to go with KC and that's it. Um, and so brother, I'm, I'm grateful for you to join me in the studio. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, uh, so the audience knows who we're talking to besides KC, you want to tell the, the audience a little bit about yourself? Yes, sir. Should do. So, uh, we're going to keep it pretty anonymous for, uh, reasons I will go, go into a little bit, uh, further down the line, but I'm going to just stick with KC. Um, right now I am uh, transitioning out of the air force and, uh, I like to consider myself a monster. Like, that could be good or bad. Just a monster. A monster. Yep. Okay. A monster. <laughs> okay, well, okay, that could go many different directions, right? Because yes, um, I as well, I as well, I think, you know, you know, we met when mm-hmm. I was still in. Um, and I think that that depends on um, some self-reflection on like where you're at between a Monday and a Tuesday or shit. Even for some who like me, I'll be like, that's between nine o'clock or 11 o'clock. Um, but I also would say that um, it depends on who the receiving audience could be. Um, but I don't know you as that. I know you as a pretty badass, authentic, giving person that I that I met, and it's funny because when we were talking through uh, um, message right on IG, and I don't recall uh, like <laughs> it, so like so the, instead of me telling the story, w- would you be willing to share the story about how we first uh, met? One hundred percent. All right. So. All right. Um, we're going to be jumping around just a little bit, but yeah. uh, we're going to go to uh, day one, uh, first day we met. Uh, so I am in your office, uh, pretty much a, uh, a fly on the wall, uh, two other NCOs briefing you about uh, something that's probably not important at this uh, at this time, but uh, I'm just sitting in the back listening, try to, trying to take in what I can, and uh, I remember you stopping this meeting, and uh, pretty much, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I, what the hell are you doing here? I apologized when you to- reminded me of that, right? Yeah. Because I was like, I don't remember that, but holy shit. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so what happened? All right, so the first thing that goes through my mind is I'm already in a bad place. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to respect your rank, but uh, I'm about to flip this table. If I if I, if I get one more, one more. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to risk it all. And uh, <laughs> from there, I, I kind of explained my story while I was there. And you start uh, digging a little deeper. Um, I was there because, uh, let's see, trying to, trying to think of a good way to put this. Um, I, I was originally at Creech, and due to some medical issues, I got transferred to Nellis. So I was, I was just there kind of learning. Um, mm-hmm. And you started asking about my story and why I'm there. And pretty much I was there because, like I said, my medical and I let you know that I had um, PTSD and a bunch of other stuff. And from there, that's when you, you attached. And you're like, all right, well, here's what we can do. So that's when you initially set me up with uh, Miss Val. You're like, all right, um, yeah, let, let's link up down the line. And uh, you should probably try to get signed up for the Wounded Warrior program. And we've all heard it before. Right. And I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, just just another Air Force program that isn't going to do shit for me. Got it. Yep. Oh, I, I, I 
But, You're not alone when it comes to some of those things. I'm telling you, I was at a bad place. Uh, I guess, you know, let's, let's, let's jump into it. Let's do it, dude. Let's jump into it. So, all right. So rewind um, a few weeks back, uh, a few months back. I was in a bad place. Was this before we met? This was okay, before Okay, okay, okay. So, okay, got it. All right. So I, I hope you guys are ready for this. Right. <laughs> so um, I, I was a, originally a maintainer, worked at the survival school, um, had a great time. Great time there, but with me, I'm never happy. Never happy. I'm always pushing for more, pushing for more. Okay. So, um, you know how the whole BOP process works. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, well, work. I, <laughs> I call it works. Yeah. Oh, it, right. it worked for me. Did it? So I put in okay. uh, seven applications to get out of uh, the survival school. And not for anything negative, uh, Colonel Haynes, you're the best. <laughs> okay. Uh, he was my commander at the time, and he, he took care of me. He definitely took care of me. Okay. So um, I, I had to get out of there. I, I needed growth. Um, survival school was great, but I needed more for my family. I needed more for myself. Uh, we all know about career progression. And right. And I just felt like I wasn't, wasn't moving forward there, and I knew I had to do something better. So um, after a ton of applications, talking, me as a, a young staff called to AFPC, talked to the chief there, let him know, like, hey, like, what, what the hell? Right. And surprisingly, um, maybe about a week or two after that, I got assignment to Creech. Okay, okay. And this is where uh, I started going downhill. Um, so I get to Creech with that, that monster mentality, and I get there trying to change shit, and of course... As a personnelist, um, that's not how things go. <laughs> right, right. So, so, so can I? Can I want to ask you this? Yes, right? sir. Um, um, can you define like your version of uh, monster? I, I have mine. Mm -hmm. It probably might be. I think really we're cut from the same cloth. Oh, I, we are. I really do, and mm -hmm. I think your your version of monster can be easily misinterpreted or mm -hmm. misunderstood. Um, but for, for the folks that are listening, cause I think your intent is to make sure people understand not just your story, mm -hmm. but hopefully the bad stuff they don't have to go through. Yep. Um, the inspirational parts you want them to attach to. Mm -hmm. So when you say monster, cause you said it again, like I'm a monster. So for me, sometimes I'm a monster with like, I want to tackle problems and I'm, I'm hard charging mm -hmm. and then I get resistance from some clown, um, or they don't understand it. So what do you think? What What are you when you say monster for this particular? Because I know it's it's different mm -hmm. for this particular. I showed up to Creech like the monster in me, and I think that's more of a positive thing. Like, look, I I got my BOP. Mm -hmm. I'm here. Let's go. Yep. Then what happens? Because that's where you said it started going downhill. Oh yeah. So day one, that's where I, I probably made my first mistake. Give me your worst troop. I'll fix them. And then okay. That's what they did. They gave me. Um, I, w I wouldn't say he was a bad guy. To this day, he's he's a he's, he's honestly a good guy. He just wasn't cut for the air force. So I put every bit of effort into fixing this guy. Right. Um, fun fact: first person uh, who I helped push out of the military. So. Yeah. Um. I I would tell you this is 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 a twenty eight year guy, and I found this later on um, in my career as a chief. Um, some of us are not cut out to be in the military. We just don't know it. Mm -hmm. um, and and, and I, I would have conversations all the time. Uh, had not, like, like, I think our, I've always found our interactions to be awesome. Mm -hmm. um, 
that's why I was surprised. I was like, did I really do that? And <laughs> if you say it happened, it must have happened, right? Yep. But I would have these guys, I'd be like, but you don't want to be in the military. I'm like, your behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think hopefully you'll know or you believe to this point, I'm always an advocate for the underdog. Yes, sir. And I will fight for them. Even when people are like, dude, wake up. Mm-hmm. And I would pull behind closed doors because the monster that I think you're talking about is seeing the best in somebody. Mm-hmm. And I will fight for you, but you have to do your part too. Yep. Because my credibility keeps getting crushed. Mm-hmm. And now I'm starting to look like a, a damn, I'm starting to look incompetent in mm-hmm. front of people because I'm fighting for you. Agreed. Right. Okay. So we're, we're on the same page mm-hmm. with this one. And some people are just not cut out to be, and then I run into them. So you just said it. I will run into them life after the Air Force and they're doing better. Yep. And I said, dude, I told you. This isn't for everybody. It's not for everybody. Okay, yep. so. All right, so. You pushed uh, them out. Yep, I pushed them out. And from there, I took every program and revamped it. Um, no doubt I made that place a better uh, a better work environment for everybody. Um, there are a lot of things that weren't done, in my opinion, that should have been. So um, I felt like things were, were top notch. But as a personnelist, you're never done with your work. And that's when it started to mentally eat me alive. Mm-hmm. I was I was working probably 16, 17 hours a day trying to trying to get things done. Um, no sleep, maybe sleeping one or two hours a day. And from there, um, everything just started to compound. Um, I remember driving to Creech. Um, I'm sure you've been to Creech plenty of times. It's a long drive. It is. A lot of time to reflect. It is. And um, during that uh, drive, I remember so many days just closing my eyes, just bawling my fucking eyes out like, God damn, like, I, I have no idea what's wrong with me, why I feel this way. I'm, I'm strong. I'm, what, 240 pounds. I've worked out every day of my life. Like, why? You're why, a big guy. Uh, just trying to be like you one day, Chief. <laughs> well, I still can barely bounce them. You know, when I, I was younger, when I, <laughs> when I was younger, I was swole. Yeah. Um, now... I, w- I want to share this with you because um, I'm a wounded warrior too and have PTSD. Um, those long drives while reflective in nature, um, most, I don't know if people know this um, and I and I, I don't want to look at them. I'm trying to balance between. I can sit here right now with you and be just fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And I can walk through that door and something will trigger and I will spiral into the deepest, darkest abyss. Mm-hmm. And then I start thinking of suicide. And I start thinking about, I don't want to be here. No matter what. I mean, I never will do it. I've done. I've been down this road for years. Mm-hmm. And I mean years, meaning like decades plus. Yes, sir. Um, I am not afraid to talk about it, which I think is awesome about you. But I say this because I can relate because mm-hmm. there were many times um, and it was worse at McCord mm-hmm. because one, it rains all the time. Yep. <laughs> right. Um, and you're driving and all of a sudden it's like, um, why the fuck am I crying? Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's tough. So brother, I'm with you and, and I feel for you. So, okay. You're driving and, and you get hit with these emotions. Yep. Right. And, and what do you, what would you think, would be, I mean, I can never nail down a trigger. I, I, I can never nail it down. I mean, it can be a song. Mm. Um, it can be just, man, I'm going to go conquer the world today. <laughs> um, and then I'm like, oh shit, 
this happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And I'm thinking this is just the snowball. This is the small snowball, yep. right? All right. So this is your story, not mine. But I, I felt it was important for you to understand that you're not alone. Oh, yeah. And, and that, that's why I'm here. Um, uh, all right. Well, we'll jump back into it. I, I don't want to uh, mess this up. No, you're good, man. You're good. <laughs> all right. So uh, every day, um, just bawling my eyes out. And second, I uh, step out of that car, snap right back, put on, the, put on that mask that monster mask ready to tackle whatever comes at us, ready to de defend my people at all cost, And uh, just every day, every day that this was happening, um, I was already being seen by mental health. Um, I've been seen by mental health for years, and usually I just go in there bullshit, go through the motions, all right, like, whatever. But right. this time I was like, okay, this, this is a little worse. This is definitely a little worse. Um so there were multiple nights I was sitting there sleeping with my with my gun like a teddy bear. <laughs> yeah. What What was the the is that was that fear of out there or was that you going into a dark place not wanting to be or both sometimes? Um I really don't know. Like um thinking back like uh, like you said I really had no triggers. It was just like why can't I do this? Why can't I do this? And um as as all my friends know, I'm a huge outdoor guy, and there was one day yeah. that I decided to end it all. Um, those who know um, Apex, it's a uh, like a outdoor recreational area, um, okay, just north of the base, I believe. So I'm okay. sitting there with uh with my pistol, and I'm like, all right, like th this is my Zen place. This is this is this is my time, and um, just left the gym, which usually the gym is what decompresses me. That that that's why I'm addicted to the gym. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I don't know. Something just made me say like, "All right, like we, I'm strong. I can do this." So um, from there, I start being more open with uh my providers and stuff like that, and told them like, "Hey, look, I don't, I have no no idea what the hell's going on with me." So um, like I said, I've been been to mental health years and years, and um, what I've always been told is if you are flagged for PTSD, you're automatically out. So I'm like. No, I, I got to do my 20. Like, I've never failed at absolutely anything in my life. I'm not going to give up at this. Right. So um, uh, one of my worst days, worst, worst days, I'm headed to um, an off-base provider to get a psych eval. And I remember just flooring it, closing my eyes. Um, just I have no idea. Some Somebody was looking out for me. Someone has always looked out for me. But for some reason, right. uh, nothing happened. I'm just flying down. God knows how fast I was going. Uh, luckily, everybody moved out of my way. It was just just one of those days. Yeah. Um, but I went there, got my eval. She asked me a, a ton of questions. She was extremely detailed, and I think that was a point where things got better. Um, she was able to give me answers. Um, so jumping back to 2011, um, I believe that might have been my first, second, third deployment. I don't remember. Okay. Um, I had two extremely bad head injuries, and I guess that's that's kind of what uh, caused all of this. I've always been, uh, like I said, a monster. It's good and bad. Um, anything I do is 100%. I and, think you still are, though. Oh, yeah. It's still that way. It, it's just whatever little voices tell you you're not, it, that, that you're battling. It, we, we all have these monsters, mm -hmm. and um, on that deployment, I remember the first day there, um, soon as we get on the ground, we start taking mortars left and right. Yeah. And, um, 
my team was there to take care of me. I was, I was like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, what's that? And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Just a mortar. So um, they go back to playing basketball, whatever. Um, great deployment. Like these, these people took care of me. Uh, like I'd, I'd do right. anything for the, for these people. Okay. But um, yeah, unfortunately I had two really bad back-to-back head injuries and that changed me for life. Um, my memory's messed up. Short, shorter and long or just short? Like uh, my, I didn't realize. So let me share this with you. Um, Cause when I went through, when I went, so when I retired, you know, they make us go through the long medical thing mm-hmm. and I didn't realize this. Um, I, I don't, I'm be honest with you, personalities like ours like to downplay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, good. I'm like, good. You're like, no, I'm good. And mm-hmm. that, because what you're doing is you're, you're creating a new norm, mm-hmm. right? And it takes a lot to crack through that if you ever do. Yep. And I realized, I didn't realize I had short-term memory problem. Mm-hmm. Like notice, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I, I was, I always felt like taking notes was almost like this. I don't need to take notes. Yeah. Like I remember and I can, and then next thing you know, here I am the guy at like a commander's call. Like <laughs> my name is chief James, you know, I mean, it's that bad, you know, and then yeah. because of who you were, mm-hmm. you, you beat yourself up on the inside, oh, but yeah. people don't see through the mask that you're putting on that. Remember you get out of your car, yep, put that mask on, right? You're like, <laughs> right. Yep. And I don't mean that as you, I did that, you know, mm-hmm. behind closed doors. I think remember one time, uh, Miss Nancy was like, what's going on with you chief. And she didn't understand that we had, there was a suicide in another squadron mm-hmm. and it just crushed me because of, you know, when I ran mortuary affairs yeah. in combat. Um, and when you're a parent and you love your family, mm-hmm. That could be you. It could be them. It, 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 there's so many layers. Yeah. There's so many paths that you probably in your mind mm-hmm. create. Yeah. And then you spend your life trying to go down each path mm-hmm. and, and, and find some kind of resolution or some kind of closure to it. And there's the road doesn't end though. Yep. Okay. So I'm sorry you, you dealt with that, but. I'm not because you are who you are. Mm-hmm. And I love this guy who's in front of me. Yep. Um, I, I would not be here if it wasn't for every one of those incident incidences right. that happened. Like, uh, it might sound bad, but I mean, during that deployment, um, my face was completely messed up. Um, I had limited vision out of my right eye. Um, I was medevaced out. They told me, um, I had a broken, uh, orbital, Okay. And me, once again, referring back to that monster, I'm like, I can overcome anything. Send me back. Yeah. Um, they offered to uh, send me back home to get me treated. I'm like, no, fuck that. Like, send me back to my team. Like, we're, right. we have we have shit to do. I'm not, not going to leave these guys behind. So, oh, man, I'm not allowed to. Yeah, I guess yeah, you see, right? So, so what happened? Did you, okay, so I've been to combat, mm-hmm. right? And I've I've been there with the IDF yep. and I've seen the worst of it. Mm-hmm. And I've also been the guy who was out frying turkeys for a Christmas meal and rockets were hitting the camp. And I was like, I don't want my turkeys mm-hmm. to burn. And I didn't take cover <laughs> yep. um, like, like an idiot, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and you get complacent, right? When you're, especially mm-hmm. if you're embedded with the, the army who was used to combat versus, mm-hmm. you know, Air Force, not always given that opportunity, but you were. Mm-hmm. And you hear mortars coming in, and the first time you hear it, you're like on the ground, like, oh yeah, <laughs> right. But then you're like, okay, it ain't gonna hit me, right? Because oh, well, well, me uh, being uh, the cool guy I am, I'm like, all right, no one else is doing anything. I'm, I'm just gonna follow their lead. Uh, they've they've been to Iraq before, like, 
if they're good, I'm good. If not, we're all going out together. <laughs> right. <laughs> that and was so, a mentality. So you didn't take cover? No, not at all. Okay. Not at so all. So I, I think it's important for a gentleman like us, mm-hmm. right? And it's called immediate action drills, mm-hmm. right? Yes, sir. Immediate action drills. When that shit comes down, take cover. Um, I was fortunate. I would have never known. I mean, look, dude, you're a handsome guy, man. So yeah. you would have never known that, you know, mm. that like you had injuries that you took to the head. But I'm I'm guessing there's some TBI. Oh yeah. That that you know traumatic brain injury that you experienced, which throws an element that I have no idea about mm. because I don't have that. Mm-hmm. So so I can sit here and talk about. Huh, why am I going down these paths? Mm-hmm. But see, now you have another element of not only and why am I going down this path, is it because of me or is it because of these sustained injuries that mm-hmm. have impacted the way my brain works? Yes, sir. Right? That's tough. Oh, yeah. It, definitely tough, especially back in, uh, what, 2011. There wasn't a lot of um, knowledge about brain injuries. It's just... Um, I guess just another invisible injury that you can't physically see if your arm's broken. Okay. We're going to do something about this. But, um, I was sent to Madigan, um, after that deployment to get checked out and it was what, maybe eight hours straight of screening. And they're like, you're fine. Nothing's wrong with you. That's Fort Lewis, right? McCord? Um, Madigan, right? Oh, you base, know, you know ch- um, I apologize. I, I did go to Madigan too. Um, I was stationed in Fairchild for a little bit. Yeah. Cause that's um, where Sears at. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, this was um, Fort Gordon. I apologize. Fort Gordon. Okay. Yep. Fort okay. Gordon, Georgia. I was uh, stationed at Moody at the time. But, okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought everything was fine, um, but it definitely wasn't. So um, once again, uh, digging deep into uh, some uh, some fucked up shit that happened. Um, my brother was killed uh, by the police after that deployment. And I felt absolutely nothing. And I was like, this is weird. Like, this is. Like, shouldn't I feel something? And, of course, I didn't. Wow. How? Okay. How have you navigated? Th- so let me ask you. So what I mean by navigate through that, right? Like, mm-hmm. compounding in, in money is compounding interest, right? Yep. You know, so your psyche, though, right? Mm-hmm. S- psychologically, that has to have been another layer that compounded on you. Oh, yeah. And did it spiral you into this place of like, okay, now I must be really fucked up because, oh yeah, this is my brother, mm-hmm. and I, I'm handling it like they forgot my fries. Like, uh, yeah. you know, I'm upset, but I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. something emotionally. It's not hitting. Yeah. Um. Wow. So, let me share something with you real quick, right? So, Coach B, yes, who is my uh, co-host, long, 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 long time friend, right? So. I share the story with you because I've experienced and seen a lot of stuff that I thought would emotionally trigger me and it didn't. Mm-hmm. And this is the light at the end of the tub- tunnel, maybe, right? Yes, sir. So yesterday his father passed. Mm-hmm. And I immediately, um, like it was weird, like my my soul just, and it's because I think um, years ago, I don't know if that would have happened, mm-hmm. but it did. And it's weird. And so not only did I get emotional about it, I found myself reflecting on it later. Like that don't normally happen. Like, Mm -hmm. so what does it mean? Why did you get so connected? And and so you probably see when you walk in the house, I take care of my parents. Uh And I think my connection was, is 
that's one of my biggest fears is, is my pops. I'm very close to my pops. And, and I'm like, it was a life. Uh, it was a real, like life is short mm. is going to happen. I'm not close to my sister at all. Mm. Um, and I don't know. So I guess I share that with you because I've done this for years mm. and I, and I don't want you to, your story is your story, but I don't want you to, think like there's something wrong with you because mm. I've been there. But one day you may find that there's either a new you or there's the version of you that you're still looking for mm -hmm. that will surface. Yes, so man, your brother was killed. You felt nothing. Um, where, where did that lead you? Like, where did that, um, that take you like on this journey of yours that you've been on? Um, how did that influence or change who you are or did it not, or did it make it worse? Um, I'm guessing chronologically you're telling a story and you're setting this up for a reason. Yep, sure am. Um, cause we're not necessarily to the worst. So, um, to be honest, how I handled it, um, my unit, uh, they took care of me. They, uh, instantly sent me home. Um, unfortunately, um, due to some, some circumstances, we weren't able to, um, be there at his funeral, but I was able to be there for my mom and stuff like that. And honestly, how I handled it, I handled it like, um, a, a lot of men would. So, um. After I was done taking care of my parents, I uh, drove out to Arizona to go see my sister. And um, she uh, wasn't able to go out with me at the time. So I'm like, all right, like right, I'm going to go out blow off some steam. So uh, I uh, emptied my, my uh, account at a, at a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> you made it rain. I, I sure did. <laughs> I got, I'm not even a strip club type of person. Uh, that's, that's not me. But for not some reason, either. for some reason, um, my sister was like, oh, I'm like, I, this, this might be a a good place. Uh, she sent me with a taxi and I was like, holy shit. So, um, another funny story. I had to call my ex-wife to uh, transfer more money so I can get back. <laughs> so you can get back into the club. Uh, oh no. So I can uh, make it back home. Oh, I, I blew it. Blew <laughs> I everything. You ran out of ones and called the ex to give me some money. Uh, <laughs> uh, that would have been a good story to go down real quick yeah. too. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. So to get you home, yeah. right. I, I had to call her. Um, I don't know if I needed money for a taxi or whatever, but Afterwards, I was like, what the hell did I just do? Like, th this isn't me. Like, I'm, I'm a confident guy. If, if I'm going to mm -hmm. go out and talk to some girls, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm, I'm not the type of guy to go pay for anything. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a natural born hustler. So, okay. Yeah. But that, that's kind of how I dealt with that, which is extremely weird. I guess everyone has their own ways of, uh, of dealing with things. And that's how I dealt with that. And uh, for years, didn't feel anything until once again, one of these, these drives, I'm driving back to a Fairchild and, uh, just start bawling my eyes out. Like, what the, am I broken? Like, how, how do I cut this off? Like, right. I don't, I don't like this. Why are my eyes leaking? <laughs> like, right, right, like, right, this, right. this is weird. Cause um, you're human dude. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's how I dealt with that. Um, another big time where I was like, okay, like something, something's not right is when my son was born, like they came out, told me, oh, your, your son's son's here. And I handled that. Like, uh, your, your food's done. It's like, okay, like, yeah, all right. I got this human I'm responsible for. Felt absolutely nothing. And tell my wife that she's like, like what, what, what the hell? Like, I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure she, she kept it in. But at that time I didn't, I didn't realize how, how mentally fucked up I was. I was just go, 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 go. Yeah. And that's hard contrast. Cause, um, I, I'm a firm believer. It's it's proven like a mother and child connection. Mm -hmm. There's, there's nothing more natural and powerful than that. Especially when a baby is, you know, mm -hmm 
is conceived and grows in the mom's stomach. Yeah. Like moms will jump off buildings. Oh yeah. To to say there's some out there that I don't know about, <laughs> but a majority, yeah. right? And yes, um I think over the years, because of your personality, if we really believe we're cut from the same cloth, mm-hmm. right? You know, we may be silk, mm-hmm. right? But you know, I could be like green and you can be like blue or whatever. Over time you develop this callus to protect mm-hmm. yourself. Yep. And sometimes giving yourself to something or someone emotionally becomes very, very difficult because you understand the pain associated with loss. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, um, and when it came to your son, that just may be where you were. Cause I have zero doubt. You don't love your boy. Oh, he, he's, a, he's a world. My wife and okay, his son are everything to me. <laughs> see, you see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And so I think at the time, um, when, when you were a man with PTSD, mm-hmm. right. Um, let me share you something about me. So my, my wife, right. Um, it's very difficult to manage your PTSD and be emotional and and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Because if you live in a real world, when you start being emotional, that shit can go way off into left field. Like, well, what did you do wrong? Did you, Mm -hmm. did you step out of the marriage or do you not love me no more? And I'm like, no, you don't understand. (laughs) Like I'm so fucked up that it breaks my heart that I even thought about taking my life knowing what I can bring to this world. Mm -hmm. And so what you find yourself doing is you have to find those moments where you can just be you and emotional in privacy. Mm -hmm. And there's contention there because you should be able to express yourself completely and fully to your wife Mm -hmm. or your loved one. And, and what you will find in the Air Force Wounded Warrior program that I did was you almost can't when it comes to this stuff. Mm. Um, but she understands now, like she'll come in the, like I take showers in the dark. I, I'm not trying to give you a, <laughs> a, a visual, a TMI moment. Uh-huh. My wife thought it was weird. I do everything in the dark for the most part. Um, I that, don't that's like, definitely a little odd. <laughs> I don't like to look at myself sometimes. Uh-huh. I don't like what I see sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the dark don't scare me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel it brings me some peace. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really weird. It, it, like, I don't like to go psychologically into a dark place, but physically I do. But sometimes when mm-hmm. I'm, I am trying to navigate through my PTSD and I'm crying. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time, like, you know, um, she came in and she, my wife, she don't give a shit. Lights go on. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, don't you see I'm fucking taking a shower? <laughs> I'm trying to be emotional here. Right. But yeah. she could tell. The Mm -hmm. eyes don't lie. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of COVID. All you can see is the eyes. You can really see the character of people today, Mm -hmm. right? Just look at the eyes. It tells it all. You can tell who's miserable, who's Mm -hmm. happy, who's friendly, who's unfriendly, who's insecure, who lacks esteem. Um, And I remember the first time she was like, are you crying? And it's not like a a full-blown, like, breakdown, like you might see in a movie, like when a mom's baby was killed. It's not that... It's weird. It's mm-hmm. it's like a um what's that what's that fucking stupid thing called? The Instapot. Yeah. It's like a pressure cooker, <laughs> right? And yeah. and and I'm just slowly and sometimes it comes out more or less. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Well, I don't understand. Like, you sure that I'm like, you you will never you will never figure out this equation in here because I can't. Yeah. The best you can do is just give me some space. Mm-hmm. I will navigate through it. 
But when those assumptions start being thrown in there, mm-hmm. then it catapults you to this whole other world of like, see, now I can't even be honest with you about my feelings. Yep. Because you're turning it into something that's not, which is bringing a monster, mm-hmm. another version of a monster. Yes, sir. Right? It's the same monster that's catalyzed by wanting to win and be successful. Mm-hmm. Right? But when you're talking about your loved ones who um, you know, may not understand it, it's like, I'm okay with you not understanding, mm-hmm. but there's a recipe here mm-hmm. and it don't call for uh, chia seeds <laughs> or it don't call for milk. Yeah. So stop adding, mm-hmm. right? Like, and, and, and I think that's a part of what's beautiful about when we have spouses who love us. Um, it's, it's beautiful when they really try to understand or like, you know, my, my wife is, is phenomenal as I, I guarantee you yours is. And, um, I want, I want to give you a little bit of inspiration before we go back in your story is that I'm two months retired now and it's, and I'm still trying to navigate out of it. I, I, I tell people, I still get sick to my stomach going on to Nellis, mm-hmm. right? There's still, and uh, a good friend of mine said, you're going to have to wait about five years knowing that certain people who can trigger mm-hmm. are gone. Yes, sir. Um, Okay, so hopefully, like, when I share a little bit about Kevin James, mm-hmm. um, you're going to be like, yeah, see, that's why we get along. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, we're, we're the exact same way. Um, my wife, a uh, very, very smart woman, so she's always analyzing things, and she's a very logical person. So mm-hmm. when it comes to my PTSD, initially, she would ask me questions, and I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I have no idea what's going on in my brain. It's just just mashed potatoes in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I doubt that. Yeah. Dude, you're a brilliant dude, right? And, I try. And I can't wait to get to where we talk about uh, today mm-hmm. and where you're at. Um, but let's not discount anything, uh, any part of your story, because you're still at a point of you're driving to Creech. Mm-hmm. You're having these emotions. Where, where are we? Because um, I'm very aware of some of the leadership there. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't want to blame. I, I try not to default to that. Um, but I definitely will default to saying like, well, yeah, you, you'll get out in front of the big audience and talk about how you support the wounded warriors and PTSD, blah, blah, blah. Yet you don't acknowledge the fact that I'm one of them and I have it. And you're criticizing me for who I am, which starts to make me question your authenticity on when you get out in the big stage talk about how great the program is and blah, blah, blah. And mm. now I can say it. I'm like, why don't you just shut the fuck up? Cause you, know <laughs> what the fuck, you don't really give a shit. Cause if you did, you would understand that regardless of being a chief, I'm a human being mm-hmm. and I'm going through some things and yeah, well I may come across abrasive. I actually love people and care about them, you know, but they only want to see what the monster. Yep. Okay. So you said, yep. Yep. What, what do you think? Where, where are we going with this? When you say, yep. So, um, I think a lot of times people were just so focused on the mission. Um, I guess kind of tying it back to driving a Creech, um, Mm -hmm. right before I, um, was, uh, pulled away from medical reasons. Um, I wanted to brief all of my people, everyone who worked there, anyone who wanted to listen, why I was, um, being removed from that office. And, um, initially I was told, why are you telling your story? Like just, just walk away in, in silence. Um, like, you, if you come back, then you can tell them. And I was, I was like, no. So um, my last day there. Oh, I still want to ask you who said that. But I'm not <laughs> going to. Yeah, um, they're, they're just uh, 
different people, great people, but uh, very different. Just focus on the mission. And I was like, nah, sorry. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this real quick. Mm-hmm. Enlisted? Yes. Yep, uh, a fast burner. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I just <laughs> did a phone interview talking about the lenses of a fast burner versus mm-hmm. someone like me who made chief mm-hmm. after two decades. Yes, sir. Right? Anyways, okay. okay. Yes, sir. <clears throat> but before I left, um, I'd let them know, like, hey, look, I'm leaving to go get help. Um, I encourage each and every one of you that are going through some things to um, pretty much go go get help. Like, don't deal with right. this alone. You're not you're not dealing with this alone. And after that, I had uh, quite a few people come out to me and um, got a chance to help them seek um, medical attention because I mean that that was a stressful office. Um, They're suffering in silence. Mm-hmm. So that that was my number one reason why I had to I had to show them like look I'm covered in tattoos of big black dude that people assume are is is a monster good or bad and I I had to be vulnerable let them know like yeah. it, don't don't end your life over some stupid like um I I hate to say it but you end your life someone's just going to come in and take your position it's, it's not going to help anything but um, from there, um, one of my good friends who also suffers from PTSD and a lot of other things, he's, he's been my support. Uh, Jeremy, um, met him at my first base. We're still best friends to this day. Like he's, he's been a huge support, um, all the times where I couldn't talk to my wife about stuff because she's never deployed. I mean, she's extremely supportive, but she doesn't understand that fireworks or, um, I don't know, just a lot of things could could trigger you. So I always, to this day, I still talk to him and that, that's pretty much what, what kept me from, from ending it all. Um, we went years without talking and for some reason we, we reconnected. Um, I wish I could have been there for him, but luckily he, he's been there for me. So I've always, right. I'm always that guy, that go-to guy. Um, we all, we all try to be that guy with all the knowledge and trying to help everybody. But one of the most valuable things I learned is you can't help everyone. Uh, yeah, you can't, um, but most times you are, you just don't know, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like leadership, right? Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's even in my notes somewhere like that. And, um, it says, you know, actually it's right here. The problem with leadership is that we don't know if we are succeeding or failing most times. Mm-hmm. And when you're trying to share your story, your intent is easy. Mm-hmm. It's, um, a lot of people, okay, go into a classroom, mm-hmm. right? Blah, 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 blah. All right. Who's got a question? Oh, hold on. Let me, let's, 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 let's take this to another level. All right, right? let's do this. Let's do it. (laughs) But what happens when, um, someone asks that first question, it's It's like an avalanche. And I think, I think it's not fair for me to say fast burners. However, I do believe there's a whole element element of experience mm-hmm. that outweighs any academic fast burner or, you know, Mr. Top three who, you know, Hey, great. You're, you know, you're great at swinging on nuts, mm-hmm. but let's talk about real experience. Right. Yep. And Oh, by the way, um, you probably know I have a group called leader ish. Cause I don't even know if there's anything. I don't even know if leadership truly exists anymore. I think there's leader ish, meaning like I can say left, you can say, right. We're both right. But what's the right tool mm-hmm. for the job? And when you get a bunch of chiefs, and I don't mean chiefs like my rank, but, you know, too many chiefs, not enough Indians, mm-hmm. someone's got an opinion on it. Yep. I think it takes fucking courage. I think it's true leadership. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to go out and say, I suffer, and I'm going to be the first one with the balls 
man, now, now, now I just left out a whole demographic, right? <laughs> I'm the one who has courage mm -hmm. to come out and share my story because someone may be out there not willing to raise their hand, mm -hmm. but they're going to hear it. So what I'm trying to tell you is, is that you have probably inspired a lot more than you realize by being who you are, mm -hmm. right? And so you should absolutely be proud of that. And I know you are because I know where you're sitting right now, mm -hmm. um, but we're not there yet, right? So <laughs> we're, okay. we're almost there. No, 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 it's okay. So, so we still got to get back to how I was an asshole, apparently, <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then where it goes from there. But okay, so I'm um, no doubt you still did you, or mm -hmm. maybe you didn't. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do me regardless. Hell I'm always, yeah. always okay. going to respect the rank, but... Um, certain things I'm, I'm willing to risk it all for. And that was one of them. Um, they told me don't do it or, uh, suggested I not do it. And I'm like, don't care. Like, yeah, it's not written in any of the, um, it's not written in any one dash one, right. It's in the profession of arms and listed force structure. It's as actually have integrity. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. And of course, if one day this person is just gone out of the blue, of course, there's going to be rumors and stuff like that. So that's another reason why I was like, all right, I'm going to put this out there. Um, if you guys ever need me, reach out to me. And um, I, I definitely did some, did some good. But um, You know what that was, dude? What's that? I, I coined a phrase. Somebody's going to steal it, but it's okay. That's called your LMV. LMV? That's called your leadership market value. Mm -hmm. And when you invest in your people by being authentic, I'm a firm believer that your stock rose, mm -hmm. right? Yes, sir. Some other people would say no. Most times they might be like, well, I wasn't then who said it. If I didn't mm -hmm. say it, then it's not good leadership, <laughs> right? Um, and um, I think what you did took courage, and I applaud you for that. Mm -hmm. But um, all right, so now we're, we're almost at the, at the point where you and I met. So <laughs> that, that's a pretty pretty long backstory. So this is uh, the monkey that I've been carrying, um, the, all this weight that's been all on my shoulders, and – the day we met, I was already th this close from from losing it. <laughs> okay, uh, thank God for me. Oh, well, yeah. We're both big guys, uh -huh. so I will not. I will not say you can take me that easily, <laughs> but I won't necessarily say I can take you. How about that? Yeah. Is that a fair thing? Oh yeah, that's, that's okay. definitely fair. It, it'd be ugly. It'd be ugly. <laughs> <laughs> My office is not the biggest. <laughs> uh, just uh, two big, uh, sweaty guys out of breath after yeah. about ten seconds because uh, I'm, I'm horrible at cardio. With, with poor Nico stuck in the middle. <laughs> yeah. He's a little guy. <laughs> Love you, Nico. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that's where I was when we met, and that was one of the most pivotal uh, moments in my life when I met you. So I love you for that. Um, one of the things I always tell people because of my past, I, I tell everybody I love them. I tell my troops that, yeah. um, the course is not the most professional thing, but people need to hear that. Like I, I tell everybody. Yes, you do. That you, listen, we, we are in such a highly PC culture mm -hmm. right now. It's such fucking bullshit. Yeah. Right. And so this is what I say. The same person who will say, You'll spend more time deployed with your military family than your own. You become family. Well, I fucking tell my family I love them. Yeah. But now it's, oh, you <laughs> loved me on Monday and you're holding me accountable on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So on Wednesday, I'm going to the IG or EO. Yeah. Anyways, let me not go down that path. However, comma space, yeah. right? You tell your folks you love them as as you should, right? And I'm sure mm -hmm. someone will take it out of context. And, oh, yeah. It, it happened. And I, I, right? I, I told everybody that. So that, that kind of... Uh, they always thought I was joking, but I'm like, no, like I, I care about you guys. I, I care about what's going on in your personal life. I, I right. don't ask you, how's your weekend? Just to strike up a conversation. I don't come pick you up from a Fremont street drunk mm -hmm. and leave my family behind because I hate you. Mm -hmm. 
I think that's, it's based on content and the lens and um, motive of who decides to appreciate it or mm. question why you say it. Yep. Yep. Um, I've, I've had moments where I'm, I'm chewing my, my troop out and then next thing and um, go right back into professional mode. Like, Hey, so um, can I get you something to eat? Um, and <laughs> he thought I was joking and he's like, Oh, why are you being sarcastic? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just because I corrected you does not mean that anything changed that I'm just doing my job. But um, we do that with our kids. Yep. Mm. I don't not feed my kids <laughs> or love them because I straighten their ass out. Yeah. But some, some understand it and some don't, but um, yeah, but that, that's, that's where I was when we met and the wounded warrior program, uh, not, not to keep preaching that, but one of the best programs, Miss um, Val has taken care of me. Um, the things that she's done is, is insane. And that kind of leads me to where I'm at right now. So um, I worked at the AFRC at Nellis um, during that, that little gray area right. for about a year. And, um, from there, um, I had this speech that I would give to absolutely everybody. And it wasn't me necessarily trying to market myself. It was me trying to find my path. Like I, I knew I was put on this earth to, to help people. So it wasn't scripted whatsoever. And I think everyone who talked to me knew that. So, um, I eventually, um, came across a ad, um, at the Senate and I'm like, Oh, this, this sounds cool. Like right. who wouldn't want to work for a senator? So, um, once again, that that monster came out, and I'm like, okay, this this is what I'm gonna do. Um, and first step was calling DC, <laughs> right? Little old me calling DC, and they're like, no, you don't qualify for this. Like you're you're not out of the Air Force. And I'm like, okay, like I I, I love when people tell me no. I love it. That, yeah, it's a motivator. Mm -hmm. So, um, eight months of uh, pretty much people telling me no. And eventually, um, they're like, okay, like I'll, I'll make some phone calls and, um, someone knew someone and they're, I guess, I don't know if they put in a good word for me. I, I still have no idea how I ended up in this position, but, um, I got a call from the Senator's office and they're, they asked, um, like, oh, are you still interested, interested in this position? I'm like, hell yeah. Um, mm. had no idea what the position was, but of course I'm, I'm, I'm going to go into this blind. Like how awesome could this be? <laughs> Say yes to the unknown. Yep. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Had no idea what I was going to be doing, but best, best, one of the best jobs I've ever had. So, um, yeah, once again, uh, I, I think this is probably around the time that COVID hit and I pretty much, uh, just had to keep contacting them, uh, probably way too much. Um, I'd say about every two weeks reach out. I think we ran into each other mm -hmm. somewhere in this window mm -hmm. and it was either via message or in person. I'm trying to go back because there was so much going on in both of our lives at the time. Mm -hmm. But I remember, um, I think you, we connected and you were like, Hey, look, you know, I'm just, I'm waiting, mm -hmm. but this is where I've been headed. Mm -hmm. And I think it was me reaching, I think reaching out to you or you reaching out to me. Uh, th this was at the gym. I, I, I there we that. go. Uh -huh. There we go. I remember that uh, because um, I think this is right after you transitioned. And to be honest, you looked horrible. You looked was my horrible. hair all grown out? And No, you, um, once again, the eyes don't lie. <laughs> I was looking at you and I'm like, hey, hey Chief, you're right. And I don't, I, hopefully you didn't take this as a dis, um, oh, disrespect. But mm -mm. once again, I, I care about everybody. So I was like, hey, um, you need anything? Uh, let me know. And I think um, 
I might have had to talk to a few people and I text you. I'm like, hey, like you need anything, let, let me know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I was uh I think it was COVID. I I can't I think my son may have already just been born. Mm-hmm. Um I hadn't got to lift. So lifting is my therapy for my PTSD. Same here. Right? And um and remember what I told you about when I go into the base? Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things because EOS is where I left here mm-hmm. and it was closed. And so it was, I got to a point where with my wife, I said, um, so yes, my son, I know this. Cause I was like, look, I was like, I got to start lifting again, mm-hmm. but I don't want to put our kid in danger. And it was this balance, mm-hmm. right. And going into what I felt like was this, this, cause remember, I, I mean, the FSS chief, that's my gym. Right. Yep. But I was kind of basically done. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you still saw my pictures up and stuff like that. Um, but I had done the uh, operation Warfighter, which as a wounded warrior allows you to intern up front outside of the, the skill bridge mm-hmm. and J test windows and stuff like that. And so, you know, I was, you know, you're still the chief, but you're really not, but you are, it's really weird dynamic. Right. And so I remember getting in there. I do remember that. That's what it was. It was, mm-hmm. we were in the gym and we saw each other and, um, I was on no sleep. I was like, do I work again? And yeah, I, we wouldn't believe it. And I think honestly, if I go back and look at my pictures, I hadn't cut my hair mm-hmm. and my wife absolutely said every day I looked like shit. <laughs> so add a little bit of those elements into mm-hmm. it. Um, did you know Alvester, uh, Master and Johnson? He, um, retired, he retired about the same time as I did. Probably. And I was jealous because he looked very good. Like he had grown his hair out mm-hmm. and his beard and I was so envious. He's still, he's still out there on Facebook world, uh, doing his thing. And I was like, man, I was like, ah, oh, man, I'll never get to look like that. And then you probably saw, um, I'd gotten my hair braided back. Oh yeah. That lasted a uh, 22 hours and it just hurt too much. Um, you, you have to repost those pictures for, for those who haven't seen it. <laughs> I, I liked it. Actually, I'm on the fence now of growing it back or not mm-hmm. um, to get the full, full blown. Mm-hmm. We live in this really weird world um, for me, not for others. Um, I don't necessarily, I think we all get profiled and, and bend in different ways. Right. Yes, um, and we were talking, we're in this, you know, when the, the George Floyd thing happened and we're talking about, you know, social injustice coming up. Um, one of the things that really raised my eyebrow as I transitioned out of the military was, so for 28 years, I said I was going to get cornrows. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I found myself asking, I was like, is it professional for a male to have braids going back? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, I sir. asked, it was an innocent <laughs> question. Uh-huh. Right. And then it was like a red flag went off and I was like, well, if, if that's a cultural hair style, mm-hmm. then why would I have to ask that? Am I worried about how I'm going to be perceived? And it just went down this long path mm-hmm. of, you know, and, and I don't, I don't necessarily know the right, the answers right or wrong or different, but I will say this, that like you, I have tattoos like you, I have a foul mouth. Well, let me rephrase. I have a foul mouth. I don't necessarily know if you do. I, I do. I'm, I'm definitely being uh, edited. I, I don't want this to. Uh, <laughs> no, you should drop whatever bombs you want because I don't, I put the, um, when I post this, I say it's just for adults. Mm-hmm. Um, explicit. And so, but I do know what it's like to have my, uh, the book cover judged mm. and then it gets put back on the shelf. Um but I also know what it's like to be criticized in public. But in my DM, 
it's like, hey, you know, you're really this and that and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, so why would you let my character get assassinated out there? Yes, sir. You know, um, so I do remember that. And I was I was super excited for you. Um, one, if you guys don't know when I wear my coveralls, they came from this guy <laughs> and I love my coveralls. They've been everywhere. I don't know if you've seen the pictures where they've been, they've been, um, down in the sewers looking for people. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the nonprofits. Like I wear these things everywhere and they've, they're a perfect fit. I, I feel like we got, we got to keep passing them along cause I've, I've had those deployed. I've, I've had them a ton of places. Oh, dude, I'm- you, you are a lifesaver, <laughs> man. And I remember when you gave them to me the first time, I think I forgot them. Uh, didn't I? I think I, I, for- I think so. Yeah, I think I forgot <laughs> him. But, uh, um, dude, man, like you know, I I could never apologize enough, and I think I do that uh, on purpose. And th- let me tell you some backstory about our first interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I always set the most aggressive. Um, you know they say, uh, um, what's the what is it? Uh, first impressions are lasting. Yes, sir. <clears throat> this is what I learned. It's not, I don't think that's, I, th- I think first impressions are lasting if you don't do nothing with the first impression. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you're a caring monster, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily a monster, but it, I like the term monster, right? I liked it because, um, honestly, when I used to watch Menace to Society, mm-hmm. I liked that guy named Monster. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, I think that's monster is, is, is an adjective. It's a way to identify and... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's your passion that's a monster. Mm-hmm. But passion is not always perceived as positive. It's not always perceived as negative, and it's not always a positive or a negative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think people who have passion have spent a lot of time being taken advantage of mm-hmm. or being criticized. Mm-hmm. And over time, you learn to protect yourself. Because mm-hmm. anyone will tell you, the, the interview I just did, they're like, dude, if anybody knows you, you are like the biggest teddy bear. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're, he, he's like, you love people. Um, you know, I can't tell you like, you know, when I did the Geraldine Lovely mm-hmm. interview, how many people um, <clears throat> that I, I, I still respect. They didn't come to, they didn't come to my defense and say, eh, that's not him though. Mm-hmm. And if he did it that way, there was some reason behind it. Mm-hmm. And which is why I appreciate what you said is because you were like, yeah, you were like this and I was ready to risk it all. But I'm glad I didn't because it turned out to be like, that's not you at, at all. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you, you were just, there was probably a reason why you were that way at that moment. Mm-hmm. But then when you realized what I was about, all walls came down and the bridges started being built. It, it, it made me realize how similar we are because <laughs> I'm the same way. Um, anytime I go into a situation, I have that game face on. Um, first day of work, like no smiling. Right. Like, just just about getting getting shit done that's it what's what what's the uh, so i'm gonna tell you this as you learn because you're in big time now you're in the big time now and i'm sure you get to get to listen to conversations Mm -hmm. um because when i say the big time that means you probably deal with a lot of strategic communication Mm -hmm. and it requires an audience to be able to peel back the layers and actually hear the message which requires work Mm -hmm. Folks don't like to work. And, and so what I'm saying is, is <clears throat> if you had to do a little ad lib, like bullet point, like what, what is your message? Cause to me, it's like, Hey, listen, like just because you think something is this way, mm-hmm. that may not be the truth and be patient. Mm-hmm. 
and keep believing in yourself. So what what is like what is your movie theme in your commercial mm-hmm. to get people to understand what you're saying here? Um, it, it's kind of hard to just put that in one sentence, but put it in twenty. Yeah. So okay. um, just go after it. Have faith in yourself. Um, surround yourself by people that disagree with you. Um, for me, that would be my wife. But um, I, I guess just just go for it. Um, I, in my mind, I wasn't qualified for what I'm doing right now. I didn't realize how my passion would translate into me being able to, to help Nevadans. Yeah. Uh, we, we might have to, well, yeah, we, we can keep that in, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Listen, man, don't do not, do not compromise mm. what you didn't come here to not compromise. Mm. So I know you are, you have a passion to mm. taking care of people Yes, sir. and God had a purpose for you mm. and whether it was 20 years in the Air Force or getting out earlier for uh, for reasons, mm-hmm. right? Um, guess where you're at? The the monster. You said it. Yep, that, that monster. But I honestly would not be here. So um, before I got picked up for this position, um, I was just trying so hard. And my number one thing is to take care of my family. So right. I started a, um internship at the AFRC, um, once again, helping people. And because that's where I was comfortable and... Um, pretty much my wife, my support, my everything. Um, she, she's why I am here right now. So, um, I got picked up for the AFRC at the same time I got picked up to work. Um, sorry, I got picked up for the AFRC first and about Mm -hmm. a weekend I get a call from them. Hey, um, can you start in a week? And I'm like, uh, yeah, 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 most definitely. Yeah. So I'm thinking, how am I going to juggle both of these? So for a short period of time, I was doing both. And once again, I went downhill fast. I was just spent because anything I do, I'm, I'm 100%. Yeah. And thanks to my lovely wife, um, she was my support. She was just like, look, don't rush. Like you've spent um, all of your time. Every 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 hour I was awake, I was doing research to see who I can um, talk to 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 get this position. I I put in a, a ton of work, and she she pretty much let me know like don't give up. Oh yeah, don't quit. Yep. So um, what happened from there is I I still did uh, both for a little bit longer, and eventually they told me due to a conflict conflict of interest I had to choose, and I'm like okay well. Um, Either I can do what I'm happy with and not stressed mm-hmm. out, or I can take that leap of faith. And from there, she, um, I talked to a ton of my mentors, uh, Mickey from the AFRC. Um, that, that's that's my mom. <laughs> yeah. And um, she pretty much told me, like, look, this is this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. There's a, a dozen AFRCs you, you can easily get picked up at. So thanks to the support system I had around me, I took that leap of faith and let me tell you that first, uh, first month was difficult. I, I was in the back of my head. I'm like, I worked all this time for this. And <laughs> after that month, it's just like, I, I'm pretty sure it's PTSD and a com- combination of the, the brain injuries. Um, I have issues with cognitive shifts. So this was all new to me. Mm-hmm. And after that month, it's just like, all right, I'm in the groove. I got this. And that's when, um, I, they start giving me, um, more uh rewarding work um and from there it's it's been a dream i've been able to help uh veterans i've been able to help a a ton of people and heck yeah i'm I'm honestly surrounded with people like you and me like i initially thought these are the fakest people we've all heard about politics like it's it's all 
just people trying to make it to the top, just right. people skimming off the top, just doing whatever they can to take care of themselves. But our, our Senator is awesome. Uh, I wish I could name drop, but no, no, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Keep that discreet. I think, yeah. I think the, the, it's difference differences in um, our lenses. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, like you can be right and I can be right, mm-hmm. but it's also based on capacity, right. Or what's the priority and what shifted from Monday to Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you know, like with politics, I, you know, we right now, I, I believe Kevin James, mm-hmm. I believe the media makes us look more divided than what we are. Mm-hmm. Because there's people I know who are not politically aligned with me mm-hmm. that I'd go to war with. Yes, sir. And I said, and I told someone, I said, I said, you know, I said, at the end of the day, besides typing on your uh, keyboard, mm-hmm. what are you doing, though? I mean, I had, I had a family member unfriend me, right? Mm-hmm. Because he uh, very, uh, very anti uh, this current administration that's on the way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. I didn't have a problem with that. What I had a problem with is, um, is when you post things that are not true, mm. you know, and he was a vet and, um, I said, okay, that's awesome. I was like, so, you know, this, this administration, it does not support our veterans. Mm. I was like, okay. I was like, wasn't aware of that, but I'm going to look into it. I'm going to research what you posted. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, but it's awesome to hear from you. I was like, so what else do you do to support the vets that you care about them so much? Mm. <laughs> I was like, do you feed them? Do you go out and, you know, what, what are you doing out there to support our veteran community? Mm. Hold on. Oh, jack fucking shit. Nothing. So you're just a whiny little fucking bitch. Right. And I hope his brother and mom hear that. Um, Cause I whoop his ass like for real. Mm. Cause he was so disrespectful in the fact that I was like, listen, you don't do shit for him and you don't genuinely care. Mm. So don't go out and just provoke shit. Like, like if you were out there running your own nonprofit or every weekend you were grinding, mm-hmm. doing something, then you know what? You got the grit and you put in the work to show that you care about this cause. Mm-hmm. But I said, don't just cherry pick off of, our status really as an attention step to badmouth something else. I was like, and, and so maybe you're right. This, this person, this particular administration or this person don't necessarily care about veterans, but you fucking don't either. Well, so, I, I think it's pretty easy to get caught up in that, especially in this day and age where social media, if you, you surround yourself with people like that, you, I mean, that, that's what you're going right. to put out. Um, so for me, um, I've, especially being black, I've always um, felt the need to to step out and, um, I guess, not be that person because it's super easy to follow stereotypes and feel like you have to be a certain way. Like um, uh, there was one time uh, we're out at a bar and um, small town, not many black people, and I see a guy, um, obvious white supremacist, mm-hmm. at the typical vest with all the patches and stuff like that, and we we could have. Uh, had that end one way or the other. But what I decided to do was go over and talk to this dude. Like either we're, we're going to fight or we're going to learn something about each other. So um, we end up uh, sitting there at the bar, having a few beers and I learned a lot about him. He learned a lot about me. And at the end of the day, we're, we're all the same. Like it, it's easy to go after what you, what you see is bad, but go out there and push yourself. Like go, go learn something. Well, it takes more courage to approach it. 
mm-hmm. in, a, in, in an emotionally intelligent, open-minded way. And we're not talking about um, pedophiles or rapists or human mm-hmm. traffickers. Like we're literally talking about like how we were brought up, how we were raised, mm-hmm. you know, how we see things, our experiences. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I told someone. Uh, that was my last interview. I said, um, I said, you know, it's funny. I said, I said, you can tell someone, um, you know, like they're so close minded, right? You know, we, me and my, me and coach, we joke about it. Like if you don't drink Kirkland water, unfriend me. <laughs> right. And, and I was like, yeah, but what Dasani's okay. At least I'll agree that Arrowhead water sucks, but um, I'm not getting endorsed by them either. <laughs> um, but I said, um, I said, man, so narrow minded. I said, I wonder if that's what they heard at uh, Selma when MLK was trying to push the civil rights movement and someone, you know, who should have been a racist against blacks was like, no, I, I agree. Mm. Like they're not second or third class. They're people. Mm. Oh yeah. You're a piece of shit. I was like, what makes you any different today than that dialogue in -hmm. history? And I said, I said, I don't believe the hype. I think there's more of us that are unified. Mm -hmm. I've had friends that I would have thought were enemies based on the way they post on social media. Mm -hmm. I've had, um, I have friends who have um, very high levels of education that post like a 14 year old child, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, I was like, are you serious? You know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like instigating and having a lot of people play along in your instigation does not make you deep mm-hmm. and it does not make you a leader and it doesn't mean you inspired anything. I said, actually what you did is you, you inspire conflict, mm-hmm. right? I was like, cause at the end of the day, I don't see where you close the loop and summarize the data and said, yeah, see when I said who makes the best chicken sandwich, the data shows that this one is the best mm-hmm. based on these facts or what most think. And at the end of the day, the best one is based on whatever the fuck you want it to be. Right. Yeah. But um, I was like, you don't close the loop. So what you mm-hmm. do is you, in my opinion, um, you have an esteem issue mm-hmm. and you fill the void with the attention based on conflict and people arguing and fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I still love them to death. I'm just saying that it's like, that's something a real friend would tell you that they see whether you do anything or not with it. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You tell me this, you have friends that you know that they've maxed out, they've capped out here. Right. And you might be like, look, if, if Casey's going to grow, I can't hang with you, chief. You got to turn you, the fat. You've, you've capped out at this. And I'm not saying I'm just using me as an example. Cause if I use something else, then they're going to fucking be butt hurt. Right. You might be like, look, I've elevated to this level of intellect and strategic movement and stuff like that. Um, and I think that's the beauty of all this. It doesn't matter how many stripes you had yarn or, or I did. We all have the ability to grow one another, but you have to come to the table and you have to be open-minded and you can't be proud. And you have to say, shit, what am I going to learn from this? Um, and I think, I think that's the beauty of, of your story, right? Mm-hmm. What we did not talk about a whole lot, but I, I, I kind of know, cause like my wife has this thing. She says, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be happy? Mm-hmm. And that means I always want to be happy and I'm always going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk a little bit about, 
about your wife, your, you know what I mean? Like your pillar. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I don't mean like don't divulge any, but I think it's important for our folks to understand the stability, um, the amount of work that she puts in mm. to support like my wife does people like us. Yep. Right. And I don't mean like we're <laughs> like, we're like the joker and you know, I mean, but I'm saying like they have to, we have to give them kudos. Oh yeah. I, right. My, my wife, holy hell, like the stuff that she's went through. So she gave up a, a perfect princess life to move to uh, some small town in Washington and Spokane. And, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably the, the only Mongolian there. Um, she, she's originally from Mongolia, traveled all around the world, had a perfect life and decided to, um, initially what I like to call downgrade to, to follow me and, and chase my happiness. And, and, but holy hell, like she has, she's awesome. Yeah, she's well, awesome. Um, damn. <laughs> I have no idea how I got so lucky, honestly. So, so when you say that, I say the same thing. And I, and I tell people, I said, you know what? No words, none mm -hmm. could ever articulate what this, what this woman means to me that I, I feel the same way about my wife. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, I mean, like we have family from in out of town. Mm -hmm. I've been in the studio all morning, mm -hmm. all morning. <laughs> and, and so, you know what I mean? And, and for her to always put herself second, mm -hmm. right. At least that's how I feel. Like she yeah. always puts herself second to me first mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know if, you know, like there's some brilliance behind it because I'm like, that's why you always get your way. Cause you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> cause yeah. you know how to make me feel first. And then when you want something, I'm like, well, how could I ever say no? Yep. And even if I did, you're going to do it anyways. So hell yeah. And, and so, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, oh man, I can't, I, oh, I have secrets too that I can't divulge it in time. <laughs> right. But, yeah. um, I think there might be an opportunity, um, if, if your wife would like to join. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's also another opportunity where I would love, like, um, if you and your wife would both like to come on here and, oh, and just tell your story. Oh, she'd love to tell you about all of my failed businesses. Um, so dude, let's, let's do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and some of them, uh, yeah, I, I mean, th that's what this is about. Yeah. Right. Yep. And honestly, she's been my accountant. Um, I, I used to flip cars. I used to find every way to legally make money. Yeah. And not because we needed it. It's just that monster inside of me always trying to do better, provide more. And I remember so many times selling vehicles and like, oh, yeah, I made this much, this amount of money. And she's looking at the books like, um, actually, you're, you're negative 500. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> like, uh, she's been awesome. Like, uh, man, Hey, you, you and I are blessed. You and hey, I are blessed. You want to know a secret? What's that? Um, I get the text every once in a while. I'm like, what did you spend this on? Mm -hmm. Like, cause I, I'm poor with money. Money management mm -hmm. is making money. I'm good with mm -hmm. managing money. I'm not mm -hmm. like, I would be the CEO getting taken to the cleaners. Mm -hmm. Um, so she, she is very good at it. Like ch -ch 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 -ch. me, I'm like, <laughs> let's get it. You know what I mean? I'm like, there's got to be money in there. Yep. And, and so she'll be quick to be like, I remember I went to a leadership, uh, professional development and we were given a $25 voucher mm -hmm. to go eat, um, in a uh, block 16 in the cosmopolitan. Mm -hmm. And of course you, you know, you, with my one pack ab, you know, 25 bucks don't get me very far <laughs> on the strip to eat. And what I ordered went over by like a dollar something. Mm -hmm. 
And so obviously I used my card for it. Mm. And then she, there's no, lie, like 15 minutes later, like, Hey, uh, did you, did you spend money mm-hmm. at, at, you know, this thing? And um, I was like, no, mm. she was like, you haven't eaten. I was like, I was like, yeah, well they gave, um, you know, we had $25 voucher. Mm-hmm. She's like, so what's this dollar or something? I was like, Oh <laughs> crap. I was like, I went, I was like, yes. Okay. I did. I went over, but a dollar is like, so like, it's not considered in my definition, spending money. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, big shout out to, uh, the women in the world who support us guys who really run things. Let's, let's be clear. <laughs> okay. The boss, they call it boss babes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's awesome. Uh, you showed up last week and oh, uh, I did. And I, I, I sure did. <laughs> I, I had to send you a message because I'm like, oh, you know, I'm embarrassed about this, but uh, you know, I, I got to put myself out there. <laughs> in in the future, if you ever show up at the wrong time, you should just kick your shoes off. You see, there's a couch in there. Mm. There's a refrigerator full of food. There's a refrigerator full in here, food in here, man. And um, I hope I hope one day we will be blessed to uh, have you guys over for uh, dinner. Mm-hmm. Or lunch, um, I think your wife and my wife, you know, hopefully can uh, can connect. Um, I'm gonna tell you, I, ma- I, I I'm mastering that uh, that that Traeger. I did a whole uh, turkey. That, that's how you know we're getting old. <laughs> yeah, hey, let me tell you something. So um, I will tell you this: what I've recently, and I was telling someone, I, and I was peeling back the layers. I've managed my PTSD by lifting weights. Mm-hmm. My body's not able to keep up much anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I'm at in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, I just turned 46. What are you like 25? Right? Uh, I, I wish. <laughs> I you wish. Know. Well, your wife's uh, always 25. That's what my wife uh, said. I got, I got to pull out some of these gray hairs. Do first. You? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um, I, I would say I would love, I'd love for you guys to come over anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, COVID makes it really, you know, my London's been sick all week. He mm-hmm. got tested, but nothing heard is what I was told means good. good. Yeah. Um, and we think it was just cause he's teething and his mucus was getting into his lungs mm-hmm. and he got some kind of respiratory infection. None of, nobody else in the house is sick. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but brother, man, like, I don't know if I was supposed to get any more or less emotional, mm-hmm. um, or you were, I promise you this, that, um, it's different when you put the mic in front of you in the headphones versus mm-hmm. when you're writing it out. Mm-hmm. Cause I've written some PTSD in me stories mm-hmm. And I promise you when I was writing them, I was, I was tearing up. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was reflecting on it, I was tearing up. When I listened to it at how angry I was, mm-hmm. I was tearing up. Yeah. And then someone got me behind the mic and talked about it. I promise you it's in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, it, it is. But for, for me, this isn't about me telling my story. It's more about, um, I don't know, there might be one person out there listening to this, going through what you and I did and what they need to do is um, find an outlet and um, get some help. Uh, that's what this is all about. Right. Um, not, not about being candid. Um, even though this, this has been a hundred percent, didn't even look at my notes. No, no need for that. No, it was natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I'm grateful for. Um, it te- it tells me a lot. And, and this is the, the stuff, the listeners, hopefully this is what you got out of it. Right. Is don't, don't give up. Mm. Don't let a potential table flipping <laughs> moment um, define the true interaction and destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, we will always be where we're supposed to be. 
Because mm. I promise you this, that you are where you probably never thought you were going to be. Never. Um, I, I'm going to tell you this. This exists because everything that I wanted didn't happen that I was so bitter about. Mm. As a chief. Yeah. That was during my last interview. And, and I said, that's what I think our listeners need to hear. Oh, and by the way, immediate action drills. If you go to combat, please fucking take cover, <laughs> right? Um, don't don't get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Have have that special someone and trust in that that they are probably working ten times harder than me and you are. Even though I'll say this about me, I don't want to say it about you. But if I say this about me, it probably applies to you since we both concur. We're both very similar, mm-hmm. right? Literally, probably I would go in the ninetieth percentile. I do. I right? agree. I am. I have a PhD in feeling sorry for myself. Uh, so you know, I would disagree. Um, for me, I've never, never felt that. I think yeah. um, my parents have always instilled this, this high level of self, self worth. Mm-hmm. So even though I've been through all this, which I, it's one of the things I can't explain. Right. Um, I've never felt sorry for myself. Yeah, that's what I call. So let me let me rephrase. And it's not because I'm trying to convince you that we are the same. Mm-hmm. What, that's what me and my wife call it as is not being grateful for what I have when I go down into that, that dark oh, abyss yeah. of, of suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, you got a family, we're all healthy. You got to, I, I take back what I said. <laughs> um, yeah. That's so that's what I mean. When I say mm-hmm. I have a PhD and feeling sorry for myself, mm-hmm. I think that's the, that's the path I take Mm. And I don't know how I got on the path. Mm. I'm literally like skipping on clouds. And then I, and then I, and I turn my tur- left turn signal on and all of a sudden I'm on this path of like, you know, um, I fear something's going to happen to someone I love. I fear that I'm not going to be able to control something. Mm. I fear that I'm being labeled as a complete fucking idiot and failure. And that's that whole feeling sorry for myself. Uh, bit. Uh, 100%. Um, that, so yeah, I wasn't trying to, I, uh. I just was like, all right, let me redefine it. Yeah. I never feel sorry for myself based on what I think the initial, like, you know, mm-hmm. boohoo it's, it's the uncontrollable thoughts that I'm like, when the hell did this happen? Because I used to be this very carefree guy, mm-hmm. uh, bro. I was hell on wheels as a tech sergeant. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like I could <laughs> flip desks and not give two fucks yep. about what someone thought. Or they're like, hey, we need to see you in the commander's office. Mm. Okay. Hey, as a chief, I'd see a door close and I'm like, fuck, what I do this time? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and I got stories. And, and we'll do this again. And, oh, yeah. and, and, I, and, I, and I probably have shared. I'm usually pretty open. Mm-hmm. I don't hide nothing, right? Yeah, um, no need to. And, and, and I think be, that's why, you know, we connected. You were like, okay, this guy, like, is being genuine with me and he's not labeling me mm-hmm. and um people don't know how to people don't know what to do with that mm-hmm. they don't and you guys need to know what to do with it that means understand that you don't got to do it alone valerie is is awesome mm-hmm. lord knows that poor lady when we talk <laughs> like i i go off mm-hmm. and i go off about stuff i think that's legit and she sits there and she's an expert at what she does you know oh, she, she she really is you know we don't get to once you're done you get assigned to someone else right no um, that's not gonna happen yeah <laughs> she's, so, my, she's mine <laughs> no so i got a phone call like uh-huh. from her and AFPC, they're like, yeah, like once you retire, mm. uh, she handles the active side. Mm-hmm. And then there's caseworkers once you get big blue, mm-hmm. right? So when when you get big blue, <laughs> right, 
We are going to crack the Hennessy open. Mm -hmm. I hope you and your wife will come and let's celebrate that as a mutual blue ID card. My boy calls it true blue ID crew. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get you on some, uh, some uh, content where maybe I can teach you how I was taught to park. Have you seen that one? No, no, right, no. I'm going to send it to you. Like we are so far behind on creating the content for part two. Mm -hmm. Um, but you will like, I will, I will make sure that you see the first one where, um, uh, coach B and my dad are both retired mm -hmm. and he's teaching me how to park as a retiree and, and a lot, <laughs> and a lot of people liked it, but this is what I would say, brother, man is, um, closing remarks, words of inspiration, how to find you if you want to be found, um, uh, Jeep Gladiator, <laughs> right? Yes, um, and you just got new wheels, right? Yes, sir. Right. Um, uh, th thanks to my wife. Thanks to my wife. <laughs> yeah. You see where my baby's at back oh, here. Yeah. 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 That's my baby and stuff like that. Um, before I knew I was going to have another kid. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, what am I going to do with this car? Hey, I'll, I'll take it off your hands. Do you, are you, I told Nick <laughs> anyways, we'll talk about that another time, but closing remarks to the audience. Um, there they are out there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Casey Crutchfield. All right. So closing remarks, um, go after it. Uh, don't let anything stop you. Um, be, be that person who you've always needed in your life. Um, how you can reach me, um, staying somewhat anonymous. So, um, I prefer they go through you, but I, okay. I can, I can help in a ton of, ton of ways. Um, um, reach out to your senator. That, that's a big message. Um, if you're dealing with issues and you're, you're maxed out and you don't know what to do, um, we have resources for resources. So, um, that's about it. Um, tell those around you, you love them. Like, don't, don't be afraid, get it off your chest. Um, and that, that's about it. Cool. Love cool. you all. <laughs> I love you. I love you all too. So <laughs> I, oh man, I almost feel like this should end in a different note. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's see if, uh, you like this one. See, and it's on camera, right? <laughs> and it may have started out, you know, what sounded like it was going to be a little somber, but it not. It was real. That's right. It. And Casey, audience, those who actually uh, listen and support Kicking It With KJ, we're grateful. We do this because we're trying to put the knowledge out there. Right. So listen, be proactive share right um you know we, we we can bring a horse to water but we can't make it drink unless you drown it and then it's no good right so from kj studios my boy if you need to get a hold of him he said go through me i'll put you in touch uh but man stay blessed happy holidays with love take care